Previously on Previously on Previously on Previously on Previously on I was terrified as E.T. E as a child. I am terrified as of Rigel as an adult. So I'm going to go E.T. now. So because I can still watch E.T. I'm not the biggest fan of E.T. in the world, but I think I'm a slightly less a not big fan of E.T. than I am not a big fan of Farscape. Two fucks about the Moya. The Moya. Moya doesn't deserve to live. I'm gonna vote for Moya again because it's gonna piss people off. I haven't really gotten into Farscape that much. I mean, I watched a couple episodes. I've got it queued up on my Netflix, but I haven't really followed it enough to go to outvote ET, which is one of my all-time favorite. <laughs> my name is John Crichton, an astronaut, a radiation wave hit, and I got shot through a wormhole. I'm lost in some distant part of the universe on a ship, a living ship, full of strange alien life forms. Help me. Listen, please. Is there anybody out there who can hear me? I'm being hunted by an insane military commander doing everything I can. I'm just looking for a way home. Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Best of Farscape. I said I would never do it and it would never happen and it's happening. Uh, <laughs> with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight's illustrious panel is Kathy Lehman. Hello. Jared Formby. Let's pound this shit to the blood runs clear. Pete Lucas. Frawlin' Awesome. And Gary Tugnetti. Oh, Frel. So uh, here's how we do this. We have 32 Farscape-related things, because this is a best of. Uh, they can be things like dialogue, uh, whole episodes, storylines, characters, uh, you know, anything you want. Um, all of them chosen by the panelists. All of them related to Farscape. We set them up in tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other, put it to a vote, and the winner moves on to the next round where it all starts over again until one is crowned the best of Farscape. Now, as always, you get to decide the criteria you use to determine the winner of each match, uh, which is the coolest, who is hottest, what got you hooked on the show, what encapsulates the show best, uh, who would win in a fight, anything you want. Uh, you can use any reasoning as long as it supports your choice and makes sense to you. We call that geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. And geek logic is more important than ever in this fight because we're doing something a little bit different. Damon and I aren't really versed in Farscape well enough to, uh, to give kind of a fair vote. So uh, in this particular instance, the panelists will all go first. They will cast their votes. And in the event of a tie, Damon will break the tie um, based entirely upon your arguments and your arguments alone. So everything here is riding on your geek logic. Don't fuck it up. Jesus wow. Right. Oh, God damn it. You keep using Farscape swear words. My spite's going to boil over, but I'm, I'm going to keep it down. Keep it down, Damon. Uh, let's start the fighting. Uh, Kathy, the, the queen of Farscape. This one is yours. I have no idea how to say her name, but I'm going to say uh, Cheyenne was John's first. Versus Nerve, an episode. Okay. Uh, this is a difficult one. Um, 
Chiana, Chiana is how it's pronounced. Um, it, it's an example of how Farscape will drop something in one season and take it to another season and they never forget their continuity and they're always, you know, nothing is just a throwaway line or anything because John says, uh, throwaway line, I lost my virginity to Karen Shaw in the back of the 4 by 4 And season four comes around and Chiana meets a 17-year-old John Crichton and introduces herself as Chiana, and he thinks she says Karen Shaw, and you're like, oh, fuck. They did that. I'm sorry. Oh, frell. They did that, and they totally frelled. Um, and then Nerve is, like, the first episode that just makes your jaw drop to the floor that they did that, that they're doing that. Oh, my God. And the, and it, the show gets so huge when they go to the gamut base. It's um, one of the best episodes, uh, along with the next episode, uh, the hidden memory of the series so far in season one. Uh, but I've got to say that I'm going to go with Chiana being John's first because I love Chiana so much. And I just thought that was hilarious and just pulled things together. All right. Thank you very much, Paul Story. Uh, Jared. <laughs> oh. uh, You're making uh, if, me argue. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe that uh, Nervous, the first episode we meet Scorpius in. Am I wrong on that? Yes, he does show up like halfway through that or like towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so. where we meet up with him. And uh, and that's also, unfortunately, where we get Stark for the first time uh, by the horrible actor who plays Stark, that actor. So we're going to go with Chiana was John's first because it's awesome. Pete! Um, yeah, I gotta go with uh, Nerve. It was the introduction of Scorpius, as was mentioned, and uh, I think Scorpius was a fantastic foil uh, for John. And uh, Gary? Um, you know, Nerve is a very good episode. Uh, uh, I, I disagree with Kathy a little bit on where it's the first episode where you go, oh my god, this is amazing, because I think that pretty much happened for me in just like I mean there were at least five or six moments prior to that in the season that 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 blew my mind the there are other things on this list that happened in season one that blew my mind more than anything that happened in nerve as good as that episode was um but uh I I think that that you know as Kathy also said that 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 one of the great things about um, John losing his virginity to uh, Chiana is that um, it was really the, the writers nerding out on their own show three seasons <laughs> later. Like, really, like, they sat around in that room and they were like, "Who we, didn't we have a line in, like, the third episode where, where John said who he lost his virginity to? Why don't we just have Chiana fucking here and say that her name is Karen Shaw? And, uh, and 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 that's a chicken or egg time travel kind of question, uh, but it's still way more awesome than uh, anything in Nerve, which was awesome. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chiano was John's first. All right, Chiano was John's first. Moving on, on to our next fight. Uh, a bunch of oh, another name I'm not going to be able to pronounce, but we've got Dargo watches. I'm going to go with Aaron and John be incinerated versus Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Jared, that one is yours. 
Okay, uh, this is really, really good. I, I love Dargo watches Aaron and John incinerated. I think that's a really, really fantastic moment in Farscape. But unfortunately, I feel like it's also going to get uh, talked about a lot more in, in bigger and stranger ways as this list goes on. So right now, I'm going to cast my vote at Jim, Jim Henson's Creature Shop because the, the beauty of Farscape was this was all Brian Henson's brainchild to try to like sell the Muppets to modern-day Hollywood when they were all moving to CGI and the like. And Brian was like, hey, we got this Creature Shop. We make Muppets. Remember the Dark Crystal? I mean, this stuff is still cool. It's still magical. It still work. And uh, it was really this, this big old long pitch to uh, get these Muppets involved in more mainstream cinema. And strangely, you know, it, it didn't really do what he wanted. But at the same time, Farscape is such a great, great thing that I'm going to go with uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Uh, vote for Henson. Uh, Pete? Uh, I have to agree with uh, that. I thought one of the best things about Farscape was uh, the fact that... Uh, it, it looks the first episode I watched. I'm like, oh my god, they're Muppets. And but then you, after a few episodes, you just kind of forget that they're Muppets and they just become their own characters. So I got to go with the Creature Shop. Oh, uh, vote for the Creature Shop, Gary. Hmm. Um. You know what? I, I, it's hard to argue against the Creature Shop because I think the work that they did on the show was so amazing. Um, and the moment where Dargo watches Aaron and John get incinerated uh, uh, is um, it, that was uh, except for the uh, final uh, second unit flying dolly shot that pulls away uh, at the end of the episode. That's really the last image of the show in the last episode, and it was filmed before the show was officially canceled. But uh, it but it it, it 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 takes on a whole new meaning in light of the cancellation, uh, because um, because one it, it, it's meant as an ordinary season cliffhanger, which for Farscape is something amazing, because they came up with the best cliffhangers ever, and uh, but I think that um, that 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 Dargo watching that horrifying thing occur is probably one of the most dramatic moments the show ever had and uh, again hard to argue against Jim Henson's Creature Shop because they're amazing artists uh, but I'm gonna as, in terms of best of Farscape I'm gonna go for Dargo watches Aaron and John incinerated uh, vote for Dargo uh, Kathy I take objection to the word incinerated I say they were crystallized and even in that last episode you knew they weren't blown up they weren't burnt up they were made into tiny little pebbles and half of them fell into the sea um, and a, a friend of mine uh, actually referred to it as them being sea monkeyed um, which made more sense once the uh, um, the miniseries came out uh, but uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop is just amazing they not only did all the Muppets, uh, they made Pilot a real character. I never once thought of Pilot as anything but a real character. Um, Rigel, I did. But um, they they experimented and they did wild things. And they also did uh, Dargo's prosthetic makeup. And they, they, were the, they, they were the reason for the show. So I got to go with Jim Henson. 
And Jim Henson gets to vote. Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Moving on. On to our next bite. Pete, this one is yours. It is Pilot Finds Aaron Murdered Moya's Pilot, which is a, a weird statement in and of itself, versus two people I can't pronounce. Uh, let's see. Talon and Kratos' Sacrifice. Oh. oh, that's a tough one. Um, I will leave it to the experts to actually do the persuading. Um... <laughs> Uh, what was the first one again? Well, we obviously know you're voting for the second one, but it's Pilot Finds Aaron <laughs> Murdered Moya's Pilot. Um, yeah, I, I have to go with uh, Talon and uh, Crace's Sacrifice, because I was that one took me by surprise. I was not expecting that to happen. Um, I thought, uh, Crace was uh, was a great character, um, and I thought it was fitting that he went out that way. Um, but it, it just took me so by surprise. Um, so I got to go with their sacrifice. All right, uh, Gary. Uh, I agree. I think that that was a huge surprise. I really wasn't expecting that uh, that those characters would go out that way. It seemed they seemed like the kind of characters when when you watch them develop that would. Um, that they had places to go with them that uh, and, and that that uh, that hadn't been explored yet, and um, and for for their end to come so abruptly and so brilliantly uh, was was definitely a shock. Um, uh, Aaron finding out that uh, or the pilot finding out that Aaron murdered Moya's original pilot, which is how that line is supposed to go, um, I think is one of the. Um, one of the one of those things that's so unique to Farscape that you just don't find in other shows, um, because you're dealing with characters that um, that that do um, that that find themselves in really awful situations often, and uh, just deal with them the way that that their experience, deal with those situations the way that their experience um, informs them. Or, or to, to uh, in the case, in Aaron's case, to, uh, to, to, to simply um, get by, to cope with what, uh, what's put in front of them. And, and Aaron is in the situation where she, um, she doesn't even want to be there. And uh, and uh, and she does this thing, which is a really horrifying thing. That later on, much later on, when we're dealing with the show's actual uh, timeline, um, she hard, she barely even remembers, and she doesn't even remember that it was Moya that she was on. And um, and of course, you find out later that that pilot's uh, really, really uh, disturbing response to that is a, uh, is a, a product of his own guilt. And I think that there's that all the things that are at play in that moment are um, are are exactly what makes this show so great. And so I'm going to go with pilot finds out that uh, Aaron uh, murdered Moy as a original pilot. All right, then, Kathy. Uh, both of these are moments that that really highlight uh, one of the things that made Farscape a great show. It's uh, character evolution. It's these these are real people. They are not two dimensional. They are they change over time. They change from before they even met each other. They have changed um, to when they meet each other, and they've gone through some really messed up crap uh 
and the pilot finding out that Aaron was was part of the team that I mean he knew that she was a peacekeeper he knew the horrible things that peacekeepers did um, but that made it personal and after they had grown so close um, when because Aaron had some of the pilot's DNA and they had grown closer earlier that was something that really hurt um, but Talon and Crace that was a a major evolution in the first season you hated Crace I mean hated him and he he seemed two dimensional but then they gave you know the little information about his past and then he started changing freeing himself from the peacekeeper ways still being a dick but then ultimately being a good guy finding goodness within himself and finding a way to be uh, a good guy and, and still be himself and make that ultimate sacrifice um, it was a beautiful moment and I got a vote for that one alright and Jared alright between these two um, pilot finds Aaron murdered Moya's original pilot and Talon and Crace's sacrifice I gotta go with gosh you know anything involving pilot Versus anything involving Crace, it's probably going to have to be Pilot, especially in the event that Pilot finds out that Aaron murdered his original Pilot. So yes, that one. We've got a tie. <laughs> First tie of the episode. We're only three in. Um, let's see. There, there was a little bit of fighting for Talon and Crace, but... Everybody had something to say about Pilot. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Pilot on this one. Uh, the argument was just a little bit better for Pilot than it was for Talon Crace. I have a little bit more of a feel for what actually happened with those characters. And he's a Muppet. A and he's a Muppet. Oh, my. <laughs> That's not why. And Pilot and Aaron, oh, Pilot finds out Aaron murdered Moya's original pilot moves on. We are on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. Should be an easy one. It is the two Crichtons versus Scapers. Two Crichtons. <laughs> oh, vote for two Crichtons. Kathy? That seeing as how I'm drinking out of a shot glass that um, has hash marks <laughs> for characters in Farscape and the top hash mark is for Scaper. Um... <laughs> And I started the Detroit Scapers, and I took over the Chicago Scapers, and I still throw Farscape parties at conventions. Um, you know, I you know I love season three. I love what they did with uh, the two Crichtons. Um, it was it was brilliant and and really messed up, but uh, I have to throw what is probably going to be the only bone to my scaper friends. Uh, uh, vote for scapers. Jared. Um, I, I listen to a lot of geek fights and a lot of geek fight episodes and one of my favorite episodes is of course best sci-fi movie. That is an episode that I uh, started or I guess uh, it's when I first noticed the trend of um, fighting styles that involve basically what came first and this what came first trumping what came later no matter what it is 
So I'm going to remember that argument of uh, Forbidden Planet versus 2001. And it seemed like the only way that they came to a conclusion on that fight was no Forbidden Planet, no 2001. So I'm going to go ahead and say no two Crichtons, no Scapers, two Crichtons. A vote for two Crichtons and Pete. Well, you know, I hate to disagree with uh, Jared and Gary. However, um, as I've mentioned on this uh, esteemed panel before, if it wasn't for Farscape and if it wasn't for the Farscape fans, I would not be here now being involved with geek fights because I met Kathy through Save Farscape, um, the campaign to keep it from getting canceled. Um, And she introduced me to you guys. Plus, um, I have to say, as far as as fans go, the Scaper fans have come up with some incredible um, ideas to try and save the series, even though they did not work. Um, Aaron Gobrales, I thought that was a fantastic and hysterical campaign. Um, and then, then there was a campaign to leave DVDs at um, military bases, which I thought was a great idea as well. So I have to go with Scapers. A vote for Scapers, all tied up again. And you, you would think you would know exactly where I would go. And if I was vo- voting with spite, I, would, I, I definitely would have gone two Crichtons, two Crichtons all the way. But There are two of them. There are two of them. But... Uh, Pete is the very first person, other than Mike and myself, to say anything on a geek fight. He's the first geek fighter. Uh, we wouldn't know Pete, who stepped into hundreds of geek fights, although there aren't hundreds of geek fights, but stepped into (laughs) bunches of episodes, saved our ass a bunch of times. We wouldn't know him if it wasn't for Farscape and Scapers. So, uh, I'm going to throw this one to Scapers here, because they they try and keep hope alive. You got to keep hope alive, so I'm going to go Scapers. Breaking the tie, and Scapers oh is God. moving through. Yeah, you thought I was going the other way. Fuck you, Cassie. Hey, Damon, Damon some, sometimes on this show, people change their vote. Yeah. I was wondering if I can change your vote for you. No. Do I get that option? Can no. I play that card? Not is that at like all. an immunity idol? Can, nope. I, can, I... Can, can he say some more about two Crichtons? No. Because they deserve some mention. I, I'm sure they do. Well, you well can, the thing you is, can the change thing is your vote. One, you as can change your vocabulary. No, I'm not changing as it. As much as I love, as much as I love the fact that there are Farscape fans out there, and I love them all, and they're amazing, and I'm glad that they love the show and that they're and that they exist. One Crichton is better than all of the fans of Farscape combined, <laughs> and the, the, it's going up against two of them. <laughs> And not like a weird, like degenerated clone, but like an exact, like the exact, like there are actually two of them yes. of the same person. They are the exact same person filling the universe. And one gets to die while the other one gets to live. That's that's really cool and all. Yeah, but uh, scapers are still around. Crichton <laughs> <laughs> is like Crichton is the fucking star child. Okay, Crichton is for is forever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Scapers are moving on through, and we are on to our next fight. Kathy, this one is yours. It is Crichton's uh, decapitated head tossed into a vat of acid versus Moya the Living Ship. Now, for those of you that don't remember, when we did Best Starship, uh, Paul's story had a fucking meltdown on Moya. Well, was it Moya? It was Moya that he had yes. a meltdown. He had a meltdown on Moya. So, uh, 
Kathy, where are you going on this one? Well, let's see. I nominated Moya for the, the list, and I love her. I, you know, I had a car, a 1977 Dodge Monaco that I named Gypsy, and she had a hell of a lot of personality. But Moya is actually alive and has a real personality. And while she doesn't speak herself, she speaks through Pilot, who is fucking cool. Um, Moya is so awesome. She's a she. You feel for her throughout the whole series. When something happens to Moya, it's it's upsetting because you love her. Um, now, Crichton's head tossed in a vat of acid was hilarious and scary, um, but you knew he was going to be all right, even though he was decapitated and his head was thrown in a vat of acid because um, he's the star of the show. So it was a oh shit, they did that moment, but uh, Moya through the entire series is always awesome. So Moya. Uh, vote for Moya. Jared. Another thing that uh, that Kathy didn't mention though is is that Moya sings. Moya Moya like has a, a song she can do. Like open up all the doors and like she just like bellows this this tone. And and I disagree. I don't know that a pilot always speaks for Moya. I feel like pilot like interprets Moya. And I think that there's like a percent chance he could even be wrong about what Moya is thinking or, or or doing. I mean that's just how unique a life form she is. And and I love Moya, and, and, and I love Crichton's head tossing a vat of acid. I mean, both of these things are so uniquely Farscape, and you won't see them anywhere else. I mean, there's no, like, uh, Firefly knockoff trying this shit. Either one of them. I mean, these are just awesome, and specifically Farscape. So, I mean, in the end, I mean, we're going for, like, a best of Farscape, and Crichton's head tossing a vat of acid is intensely fucked up and intensely awesome. I got to go with Moya, though. I got to go with Moya the Living Ship on this one. Uh, but I could be swayed. Uh, vote for Moya. Pete? Um, yeah, I, I, ha- I don't have really have a whole lot of logic for this decision. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm throwing a spite, out, a spite vote out against Paul's story. So I got to go with Moya. <laughs> <laughs> Another vote for Moya. <laughs> and Gary. Okay, um, Crichton's head tossed in a vat of acid. Um, again, as previously established, uh, one Crichton is unbelievably awesome. This show had two of them at the same time. Uh, for for somebody to have their head tossed in a vat of acid and, and show up again in the next episode, I think that's probably the greatest protagonist in the history of protagonists. Because really, who else can do that? Um, but uh, unfortunately, that's going up against Moya, which um, I, th- I I really think the Liberator is probably the only ship in all of science fiction that could that could, you could really put up against Moya and say that 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 that, that one you know that, that it's a toss up as to which one is more awesome. But since the Liberator isn't on this show and Moya is, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Moya. And Moya wins in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. Yeah, I'll vote for Moya, too. You can't vote for Moya. <laughs> vote, vote for decapitation, because that's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, on to our yeah, next fight. Yeah, but uh, Moya made Paul sad. Uh, that, that was the greatest thing in the world. He flipped out over Moya. It wasn't Moya. It, who, it, was, it, was, 
it was far. What was it? The, the, the serenity was up against Moya, and I voted for Moya just to fuck with Kathy. It flipped out Paul. Paul then voted against the Millennium Falcon, his second favorite ship, just so he could like have a big temper tantrum. It was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> but Moya moving through. Jared, this fight is yours. They ripped off Pilot's arm versus Winona. Okay, now this this is a really this this is I, I've looked at these brackets and this is one of the toughest ones for me. This is some serious serious shit because when they ripped off Pilot's arm, and by they I mean Pilot's friends, Pilot's alleged friends. This is the crew of the Moya. I mean, all of them. I mean, outside of uh, I believe Aaron and John might have stayed out of it. But everyone else basically participated in ripping off Pilot's arm to give to a Frankenstein monster just so that they might all get to see their home planet again. And, you know, it's like they, they set up a teaser. Like if you're used to watching Star Trek, which I am, you know, it's like, oh, yes, we will do this for you. But you must bring us Pilot's arm. <laughs> right. You think you're going to watch like an episode where he's going to hem and haw. And it will come to some kind of decision where, okay, that's fucked up. We're not going to take pilot's arm. Move on. It's like, no, you come back from commercial and they have already taken pilot's arm because this is the Farscape story. And in Farscape, th there isn't this big moral quandary thing that's got to be settled by the end of the episode. It's a lot more action character beat oriented. And the fact that you come back and pilot's arm is gone, that was exactly exactly how i knew this show was going to go i mean i i saw right then the envelopes that would be broken i saw right then the boundaries that would be ripped um this is a huge moment outside of uh, zan showing her big blue ass i mean this was it this was oh my god i am not watching something stupid i am watching far escape versus john's gun which is named for winona Ryder. Which is pretty fucking badass. Uh, the gun never works. He always thinks it's going to work, and it never really works. It might work. It might not work. He might lose it, and he might obsess over it. And he'll think when he gets his gun back, Winona will make everything better. And it probably won't. But, God, that is so uniquely Farscape, too. But I'm going to go with Pilot. i got to go with Pilot, because that set the paradigm for what Farscape was for me, even though I love Winona forever. They ripped off pilot arm. Pilot's arm gets a vote. Uh, Pete, <sighs> you would have had to put uh, Winona up against uh, that particular episode because that was a fantastic episode. However, um, I nominated Winona, um, and I have to stand behind my nomination because uh, I love the fact that uh, he gave his gun a personality. Um, so Winona gets my vote. A uh, vote for Winona, uh, Gary. Um, you know, I really, I really love Winona. Uh, Winona is a, a gun. It it doesn't do anything except be a gun. But somehow the 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 show managed to turn that gun into a character because a lot of shit happens to that gun, and and you're really invested in what's happening to that gun. Um, and, and uh, you know, as Jared said before, that's something uniquely Farscape. I've never seen another show do something like that quite that way. Uh, but they ripped off Pilot's arm. Uh, they, 
they it, you know what they didn't even wring their hands about it afterward that's the really amazing thing about they ripped off pilot's arm is that not only did they not wring their hands about whether they were going to do this morally questionable thing they just did it because it served their purpose and they didn't feel bad about it afterward even when the audience did. And the, the really the really interesting thing about that is the way Pilot reacted to it. I mean, of course, at the time, while they're severing one of his limbs, he's really, really upset about it. But later on, he kind of says, well, you know, if, if it was the best thing, then I, I guess it had to be done. And, and you kind of feel really bad for him right there because it's sort of like, 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 a, like an abuse victim excusing the abuse that's visited upon them. And, and I think that that's what's really amazing about about this show is that it's willing to willing to go to those places and 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 it it's it's painful and it's and it's disconcerting and and uh and and it and it and it deals with it in a very um a very upfront and very blunt manner and uh and I, so i think i'm gonna have to go with they ripped off pilot's arm uh vote for ripping off pilot's arm kathy when I first met a group of skaters in person uh, after the show was canceled and we were talking about what we were going to do to save the show, uh, after that, we did um, a game uh, or a, a little thing where we all um, talked about what got us into Scarscape. What was our first episode and, and what, you know, how did it, which, which episode got us? And uh, when we went around, that was the episode that I that I chose was uh, DNA Mad Scientist, where they uh, the three of them uh, decided to chop off Pilot's arm for their own interests. It was like it was like what the like, like fifth or sixth episode, um, and you know I was just getting to know these people and to like them and thinking that they were starting to like each other and then you realize you know they didn't even know each other before they started this little prison break in the first episode and they really are only concerned about their own self-interest at this point and this show is not like any other show that's on uh the good guys just did something horribly reprehensible to one of their own without his permission it's it's no other show did that. Um, and the rest of the episode was just so freaking weird. Uh, it totally... I was hooked from that moment on. I also love the fact that John gives his gun the name Winona. That he loves his gun. He's he he's very affectionate with his gun. It's like a pet. And when uh, Moya John and Talon John separate... And Talon John goes off on Talon, sneaks off. He takes Winona, and Moya John is just livid. It's like he took Aaron and Winona. It, it you can't tell which one he's more angry about. But I still got to go with uh, ripping off Pilot's arm is better. And Pilot's arm is moving on through. We are on to our next fight, Pete. This one is yours. It is Harvey versus Braca. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, um, you know, I never really cared much for Braca, so I got to go with Harvey. 
I thought the whole idea of Harvey was a, just a brilliant idea. Uh, vote for Harvey. Gary. Um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, Bracca is a good character. He really is. I, 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 he's, he's nothing to scoff at. Um, I don't, I, I, I can't, he, I don't, I, I don't think there's anything on this list that he's better than. Um, and Harvey is awesome. Harvey is the uh, the uh, neural clone of Scorpius that's implanted in John Crichton's head. Um, that is its own real living being living inside John Crichton's head. And of course, he doesn't want it there. And like Scorpius, he he has his own agenda, separate from Scorpius, but also married to Scorpius's agenda, but also not. And uh, and he loves John. He hates John. John loves him. John hates him. They help each other. They they try to thwart each other. Like it's this amazing thing that's just going on inside John's head. There's an actual. It's not like okay. He's named after the rabbit in the in the Jimmy Stewart movie, which is an imaginary character. But, but Harvey in Farscape is not an imaginary character. It's an actual living being living inside John Crichton's head. And uh, that's unbelievably awesome. And, uh, and so I'm going to have to go with Harvey. Uh, vote for Harvey. Kathy. I was heartbroken that um, Bracca was going up against Harvey because nothing, not very much in Farscape can beat Harvey. Uh, he is, was an amazing invention. Uh, the, but let me say something about Baraka first. He started out as just this unimportant character, a, an assistant to Krace, um, a throwaway character, and then when Krace was on the outs, he switched over to, um, to Scorpius and moved up and moved up and moved up and and he somehow managed to move up so far that in the end he was taking away command of the entire fleet from Greza he and he nutted up and took command and to see him go from where he started to where he ended was amazing, especially considering that they weren't even going to have him appear in more than a couple of episodes. He was just so good at it and did such a good job. They just kept keeping him on, and his character and his relationship with Scorpius was just hilarious and cool and amazing. But, of course, nothing can beat Harvey, so I'm still voting for Harvey anyway. Another vote for Harvey and Jared. There's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, in the third season, I think it's called Hollow Pursuits, where we all meet a character named Barkley. And Barkley has some misadventures and he's somewhat interesting and somewhat annoying or whatever. But, you know, mildly successful character that they maybe not intended to come back again or whatever. And then uh, they bring him back around for some more misadventures and more fun and then like uh you're watching something called star trek voyager and this barkley guy shows back up and like he has this wild career going on and he has all these wild interests and he has this wild conclusion and and if you like that and you like following that then you must love Braca harvey 
<laughs> and Harvey wins in a clean sweep. And we are at our first and only unknown uh, fight of this episode. Uh, it is Karen's pick given to her by Jared. Jared was like, you can have a pick because I couldn't figure out an eighth thing to put on the list. <laughs> uh, Gary, this one is yours. It is DRDs, I don't know what that is, versus translator microbes. That's what Karen picked. Oh, fuck you, Karen. <laughs> I was all set to give this big old speech about how DRDs are, uh, how awesome DRDs are, and how they're like, the, the, they're, they're better than R2-D2. They're, they're, they're better than what any... What is a DRD? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's Moya's little uh, remote controlled sort of robot things that go around and just fix things and do stuff. And they're awesome. And I was going to say that, that just using geek logic, I was going to say that there's one DRD in particular that is one of, one of my favorite inventions ever in the history of robots. And that's 1812. (laughs) Awesome. And I would vote for DRDs over eight, just 1812 alone, except then Karen had to go ahead and pick translator microbes because I am obsessed with language and language use in science fiction. And I love anything in science fiction that has to do with language use. And the translator microbes are the most brilliant invention, not because they're just the, the, I mean, you look at something like the the universal translator in Star Trek, and that's really just sort of like an excuse that the writers came up with so that everybody could speak English. But the way that they use the translator microbes in Farscape is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen in science fiction, because they, in some instances, cause more problems than they solve. They're always finding new, the writers are always coming up with new and and unique ways of using the translator microbes, of confusing speech with the translator microbes, of of making the the, the translator microbes essential to not only the story over, the, the, the story arc of the series overall, but of individual stories, and uh, because that's my my weird, stupid, crazy obsession, I love Embassy Town by China Mieville. Everybody should read that book. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go with Translator Microbes. Fuck you, Karen. You ruined 1812's big triumph because 1812 was moving on. If it weren't for you, Karen, I will hate you forever. I'm voting for Translator Microbes. I'll vote for Translator Microbes. I set that off this list because I knew that... Kathy... Um, I love the translator microbes too, but I, I don't think they were entirely original that there was the babble fish before the translator microbes. Um, and I do think it was introduced as a device to explain why everybody was speaking English because we're not going to invent a whole bunch of different languages. Um, we only want to use like... 10 words of different languages and then we want everybody to speak English um, because it's a pain in the ass. Uh, and the, the very, the, the first episode they introduced the translator microbes, the very next episode, they completely ignore the whole idea of the translator microbes. I freaking hate that. They go to a planet that supposedly has never had any contact with aliens and they speak to them and they're completely understood. No translator microbes hate that um so i'm i'm gonna go with drds because i love one eye and i love 1812 and i love pike they all have different personalities and they're so freaking cool and by the way it's diagnostic repair drone is what they are and they're so adorable 
DRDs. A uh, vote for DRDs. Jared. Oh, man. I, I, I uh, of course, love the translator microbes um, also. And I love the DRDs. And uh, I was also had to go for uh, the translator microbes until um, Kathy mentioned the Pike DRD, which is the one with the blinking light eye, which is which John calls after the famous Captain Pike from the Menagerie episode. So I'm going to go with DRDs. Uh, vote for DRDs. And Pete. Fuck you, Kathy. She pretty much said everything I was going to say, so uh, I'll just say DRDs. Woo, a vote for DRDs. I'm so sorry you agree with me. <laughs> I am so glad that that one did not go to a tie, because my geek spite was boiling over when you say better than R2-D2. Nothing is better than R2-D2, goddammit. But it's That's fine. Um, Gary said that. Um, oh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm actually listening to you people. <laughs> but DRDs going through, and we are on to our next fight, Kathy. It's yours. Uh, it's what is it? Tiana Bangs Dargo Son versus uh, Farscape Square Words. Frell me in the ema. Oh my god. Uh, I'm such a trowel. I love Farscape swear words. They were so much fun being a scaper and talking to other scapers. It was so much fun to swear in in Farscape swear words. And that is just, I'm such a loser. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And I loved uh, when um, I loved when uh, when Aaron made an offhand comment, not an offhand comment, but, you know, kind of a fuck you comment to these people who were torturing her and and they wanted to know who was the father of her baby and she was like, who knows? I They used to call me PK Trout Girl and we were all like, hey, we know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I love Farscape swear words. Even though Chiana banging Dargo's son was just another one of those what the fuck moments, what the frown moments. Um, and and she proved that she was quite the trout. Um, I still say the Farscape swear words are so much better than swear words. And Frel is so much better than Frack. Farscape swear words. Uh, vote for Farscape swear words. Uh, Jared. I, I got to go with that. Uh, I mean, I love the Farscape swear words, but I, I got to go with the, with the drama involved with, with the Chiana getting with Dargo's kid. I mean, Chiana's with Dargo. And like he's like all fierce and like ready to like make some kind of super commitment with her, and like she's just hearing about this around the halls of Moya, and uh, all of this nonsense just makes her go off and uh, have sex with his kid, and it's uh, intensely uh, Farscape, I think, and very Chiana. And since Chiana's not going forward so far, really, I'm, I'm gonna go with Chiana here. A vote for Chiana, Pete. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, since I actually will, um, uh, since I've actually been in the car with my nephews and uh, dropped the Frell bomb a few times, so I didn't have to uh, really go all the way. And they'd be like, huh, what are you talking about? I got to go with Farscape swear words. Uh, vote for Farscape swear words and Gary. Oh, yeah. I love Farscape swear words. Um, 
they 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 but they're they're garnish. Uh, you know the, the 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 they're the parsley on the garlic chicken. The garlic chicken is Chiana Bang's Dargo's son. So I'm going with Chiana Bang's Dargo's son. Uh, vote for Chiana Bang's Dargo's son. It's all tied up. Uh, Mike, why don't you take that one? Uh, frack the swear words. Uh, I'll go with Chiana Bang's Dargo's son. Uh, yeah, hell they yeah, you will. One swear word. They have one swear word. They actually Our have two. Has Frel, Dren, Dranit, yeah, Tasmana. But, but Frel is not Farbot, a good Frel, substitute Mivon, for fuck. Parsley. Frel is not a good substitute for fuck. It needs the k on the end to really, to really do it. I, I'm going to, you, you know, in Frel. spite of my vote, I'm going to defend Frel. It's a fantastic swear word. Uh, but you you did you did uh, like spike the ball there because if I was on the fence because I wasn't but if I was on the fence for swear words when you spike you spiked the ball with uh, it's character moment goddamn it so yeah uh, Chiana Bangs Dargo son is moving on on to our next fight Jared this one is yours it is alternate Stark versus the women of Farscape oh. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and, and uh, pretend that I've seen how this is all gonna unfold, and uh, and the the ladies of Farscape are probably going forward. So I'm just gonna go ahead and cast my vote now for alternate Stark, because Stark is the worst, worst not character but actor ever that I have ever witnessed in anything. This guy is so bad that he literally ruins. Everything he's doing with a character. Now the character sounds good. Close your eyes. Pretend there's no performance happening. And and this seems like a really good character. Like yeah, there's some really weird, cool shit going on here. But but this actor is ruining everything. But then wow, the Farscape writers and creators are so clever that they pretty much threw this role at multiple other actors. And every time he was played by somebody else, it was a lot more tolerable. So I'm going to go with the alternate Starks because they're all way better than the true Stark. A vote for alternate Stark. Pete. Oh, alternate Stark. And what's the other one? Women of Farscape. Well, since I suggested women of Farscape. Um, and you and, have the t-shirt. <laughs> and I have the t-shirt. Yes. Um, and uh, the fact that uh, I love Chiana and uh, Zan sat on my lap, even though I know she does that to everybody that gets a picture taken with her. Uh, I got to go with Women of Farscape. A uh, vote for Women of Farscape. Shattered my image of Zan. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> uh, but most know, of them I... have their pants on. <laughs> I, I I agree uh, with Jared that um, it, it is interesting how far the, the show producers, writers, whatever uh, determined that it was a good idea to show that every other actor on the show could play that character better than the actor that they originally <laughs> hired to play it. Um, but uh, in spite of the fact that, that it, you know, women of Farscape it's kind of vague because there are a lot of women on Farscape and all of them are awesome. And well, yeah, even, yeah, even like a character like Jewel, which I initially thought would suck actually turned out to be kind of awesome. So women of Farscape in general is just pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I'm going to go for that. Uh, vote for women of Farscape. 
And Kathy. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Stark very much at first. Um, but I have a friend who's a lot like Stark. Um, and, you know, when, when we wrote a skit and had a character named Stark, we hadn't heard from him in a while. But we just assumed that he would show up and play Stark. And he did, and had his own mask. So I know somebody who's like that. So therefore, I don't think the actor did a bad job. Because this guy's like that. Um, but regardless, regardless, no, regardless, I hate that word. Um, the women of Farscape are so frilling hot and cool and smart and uh, strong yet vulnerable and so well-rounded characters and played by such amazing actresses. They win hands down. <laughs> A vote for the women of Farscape, and the women of Farscape take the win. <laughs> Wasn't uh, I have a I have a question about that uh, that particular topic as well. Um, speaking of Stark, wasn't there an episode of Stargate where Ben Browder played Stark in a some kind of crossover spoof? Yeah. So even the Stargate people wanted somebody else to play Stark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all played different characters. Wait, 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 wait! Before we move on, a shout out to Suzuko as Stark. That was pretty cool. Sikozu. So, yes, scaper. <laughs> yes, you scaper, you. <laughs> anyway, we are moving on. Pete, this fight is yours. John Crichton is bronzed and decapitated versus Claudia Black, who I'm assuming is a woman of Stargate, unless she has a penis. Uh, woman of Farscape, you mean? But, but although but she was she also was in Stargate. Star <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was in both. Um, but I kind of think that Aaron is encompassed in the women of Farscape. Um, so I, I think I have to go the other way with this That's one. a very hot visual. So you're going to go with John Crichton, <laughs> bronzed and decapitated. Yes. All right, Gary. Um, John Crichton, bronzed, first of all, just bronzed, is one of my favorite moments in the show because of that pose that he makes. Where he like they tell him ahead of time how how horribly painful it's going to be, and he still does that really goofy face with the with the peace sign, and then like as it's happening, the horrible horrible pain comes upon him. So he's bronzed in this 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 middle place between agonizing horrifying pain and him making a goofy pose, <laughs> which is one of the most perfect moments for that character ever. And then he's decapitated. <laughs> uh, uh, was that Claudia Black? <laughs> no, no. Claudia Black is the greatest thing that ever happened to anything. If there was a geek fight for like best of Star Trek, Claudia Black would beat all of that, even though she's not on Star Trek. You would just have to vote for Claudia Black. For against all of those things, it could be you know uh, Worf against Spock, and the answer would be Claudia Black. <laughs> so I'm going to vote for Claudia Black. A uh, vote for Claudia Black. I, I think what he's saying is Claudia Black is the new 42. Apparently, uh, Kathy and and Gary, for that you are allowed um, to stand and take pictures along with my husband when Claudia Black. Um, turns me to the, the female side 
um, because she is the only woman in the world who could totally make me switch teams and the only uh, person that I would be with and let my husband take pictures. Um, I love Claudia Black. She brings Aaron to life in a way that I don't think any other actress could. I, she, the, the, the strength and vulnerability of the women of Farscape that I was talking about is so much imbued in the character of Aaron. And it is so much to do with the acting skills of Claudia black. Um, she is amazing. And I, I, I loved Aaron. But when I met Claudia Black in person, when I heard her talk, I was like, wow, she's really smart and really cool and also beautiful without being, you know, vain and horrible about it. And then she was on Stargate and she was Vala, which was a totally different character. And I was just like, oh, my God, she is so good. So, um yeah, there was something up against her. I oh, John Crichton. Okay, one thing I got to say about John Crichton being bronzed and decapitated <laughs> right before is one of the best lines ever. Where um, Dargo says, "Well, you know, you're there's good news and bad news. Bad news is you're going to be sitting here as a statue for like two hundred years." Two hundred cycles. Eight hundred. Wasn't it eight hundred? Whatever. Yeah. Two hundred. Eight hundred. It was a lot longer than we're going to be alive. But the good news is, Chiana and I are having fantastic sex. <laughs> and then they turn on the machine, and he does the peace sign. Well, he that. also he also he also includes in the whole you're you're going to be a statue for two hundred years. And that, that after that you're going to be married to a woman that you don't love. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then he says the good news is Chiana and I are having fantastic sex. So, yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. It is. But Claudia Black. Claudia Black still wins. <laughs> a vote for Claudia Black and Jared. I, I can't do it. I, I can't let this Claudia Black business go forward because because this, she's on her own on this list as as as, as an actor. I mean, there's no Ben Browder anywhere near this. She's so and, awesome. Ben Browder is awesome. Isn't awesome. But, oh. <laughs> Come ben Browder on. is the same guy in everything he's in. Hang on. Claudia Black Who is about cares? to come through the microphone and strangle Jared to with death her penis. with her thighs. No, I'm just saying and, and he's going to love it. John Crichton, bronze and decapitated, is an intensely awesome Farscape concept. And I think it's a hilarious moment. And I'm going to go ahead and jump on the Lucas back here and say, yeah, Claudia Black can be lumped in with the women of Farscape. She don't need to be separate. Bronze and decapitated. For me, signing out. Bronze and decapitated gets a point. Lumping all women in together. It is tied up. Sex is big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the thing is, the arguments that everybody made for John Crichton is bronze and, and decapitated is way more entertaining than talking about Claudia Black. I don't know who she is. I have no concept because I didn't watch Stargate either. Like, so I don't know who she is. I, I, I can actually picture her because I know she's been on both shows. But the, the humor and the joy and the love that you guys just spewed out for John Crichton, Bronze and Decapitated, and the fact that you were arguing about, no, it was 200 years, it was 800 years, and you weren't even voting for it. That's the reason why John Crichton, Bronze and Decapitated, is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. <clears throat> 
Gary, this one is yours. It is a phrase or an episode. It is crackers don't matter versus Rigel pisses nitroglycerin. Hmm. Um. Wait, didn't didn't we have Rigel farting helium on here somewhere? That's later. Oh, that's later. Okay, I got it. Don't forget to talk on the microphone. Yeah, I, I'm trying to decide wh whether to move like a, a obnoxious uh, Muppet bowel movement on now or to move one on later. Um, I think uh, I I don't I don't really like the idea of voting for an episode uh, when I'm voting for um, for best of. Uh, I would rather vote for a moment in an episode. But thankfully that we've got we've got an out here where that you can vote for either the phrase or the episode. So I think I'm going to vote for the phrase because the, 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 the context doesn't work anywhere except in Farscape. Um, and well, I guess you could say the same thing about a Muppet pissing nitroglycerin, nitroglycerin but um, I'm going to go crackers don't matter the phrase. Uh, vote for Crackers Don't Matter. And actually, you can use Crackers Don't Matter because you can just add a you in front of it and be a black person. You, Crackers Don't Matter. Um, but you're changing the context, Damon. You're changing I, the context to so a non-Farscape context. Uh, well, no, not really about. because... I'm uh, talking about best of Farscape. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but you, Crackers Don't Matter. <laughs> Cavi, go ahead. Um, I do like the idea of voting for an episode. When, uh, when I throw Farscape parties um, for, uh, you know, we show episodes and the casual Farscape fans who don't own the DVDs, they they come in and it's like, what do they want to see? They want to see uh, either Crackers Don't Matter or Won't Get Fooled Again or John Quixote. I hate John Quixote. Um, Won't Get Fooled Again is, is funny, but it doesn't have the it doesn't have the added, I think, layer of relationship stuff that Crackers Don't Matter does. It has all this underneath the surface. We're going crazy. And underneath the surface, we may have some of these feelings and we may say some of these things. And our paranoia goes in this direction because that's inside of us. So by the end of the episode, all the terrible things that they've done... Uh, hilariously um, somehow uh, they feel so bad for it and and they they look at each other differently at the end of this episode because of the things that they did and because they managed to um, get through it uh, and and overcome the craziness uh, and it's just hilarious and it's uh I believe that's the first episode that Harvey actually shows up in and you don't have any idea what's going on and he delivers some of the greatest lines ever, which is what I use to theme a party, which is, you know, come on, John, shoot her, shoot it. He wants her to, him to shoot Aaron. Then we can go have pizza and margarita shooters. And John says, you don't have margarita shooters with pizza, you have beer. I think that's hilarious. Uh, so I'm going to Crackers Don't Matter. Uh, vote for you, Crackers Don't Matter. Uh, Jared. Um, um, 
you know, it's strange because Rigel pissing at nitroglycerin um, happens before crackers don't matter. And it happens um, before they take Pilot's arm. So this happened before I, I loved Farscape. So uh, this was still kind of kind of annoying. I was still kind of just passing the time watching it. And, and yeah, I mean, this was some clever stuff. And I was kind of enjoying it. And the characters were growing on me. But I was kind of disgusted by the, by the, by the pissing of the magic blister. And I wasn't really into it. But, I mean, Crackers Don't Matter happens a little later on. And, I mean, this show isn't just hilarious. This show is um, all of that naked time, naked now shit we all know from Star Trek. And it's got an actual darkness to it. I mean, these characters reveal aspects of themselves they would never want to share with anyone. And in the end, after all the hilarity and all of the horror... They're stuck with, well, now how do we treat each other? Oh, well, luckily we're all mostly still strangers, so okay. Um, I love Crackers Don't Matter. I love the phrase, and I love the episode. And uh, I think that Crackers Don't Matter should go forward as both. A vote for Crackers Don't Matter. And Pete? Um, Yeah, I agree. Crackers Don't Matter was a great episode. It was uh, very funny. Um, with uh, John having to uh, wear Zan's puke and uh, uh, Rigel uh, saying he never runs away, he strategically maneuvers. Um, however, humans are superior. <laughs> uh, what are we, what is it? What's it up against again? Oh my God, Pete! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Rigel pissing nitroglycerin, which was my pick, and therefore um, it, it was an early episode. Then crackers don't matter, um, and it was probably one of my first um, WTF moments in Farscape. I'm like, wait a minute, he's a puppet, and they're having him urinate. Explosives? What the hell? Um, so I gotta go with I gotta go with Rigel urinating nitroglycerin. Uh, Rigel pissing gets a vote, but it isn't moving on. Crackers don't matter. It's moving on. We're on to our next fight, Kathy. This one is yours. It is uh, what is this? Commandant uh, Grazes boob sweat. Don't know what that means. <laughs> versus Triton's pop culture references. I. Love Graza as a character. I hate her. I hate, I love hating her. She is a horrible, horrible bitch. And I look for, I looked forward to the time when they were going to make her seem more sympathetic, like they had done to Crace and even Scorpius um, at that point. Uh, but it never happened. She was always a bitch to the very end. And the worst bitch thing she did was use her boob sweat to rape John Crichton. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. And I hate her, hate her, hate her. And it was great drama. Um, but Crichton's pop cultural references from the very beginning, uh, Close Encounters My Ass, uh, uh, putting the hi there and dear John on the nuclear bombs, uh, just you know, dropping these references every episode, all the time. He was a geek. 
like all of us, like everybody watching the show, he's a geek. He knows all this stuff and nobody around him knows what the hell he's talking about. And it was always funny and always made me smile. Um, and it just never failed to entertain me and permeated the entire series. And I loved it. So I'm going with Crichton's pop cultural references. Uh, vote for Crichton's pop cultural references. Jared. I, of course, love um, Crichton's pop culture references. Uh, I think he referenced Buffy the Vampire Slayer maybe three or four times in the duration of the show. And, uh, I mean, I, I laughed at all of them, and, and they always caught me off guard, and I always I truly appreciated them. But I would take every one of those pop culture references and put up against one line where, like, he basically takes the enemy's weapon and puts it in the palm of his hand, the barrel in the palm of his hand, and he says, kill my sex life. And I would put that line, which references nothing, but just the awesomeness of being human and bury all of those pop culture references. And I will vote for the Grey's a Boob Sweat, which basically is um, a thing she perspires that she puts on her finger, puts under your nose, and you nuzzle her, and she does whatever she's got to do to your body. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Boob Sweat on this one. Uh, vote for Boob Sweat. Pete. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, just for the sheer number of them, I have to go with the references. Even in Nerve, he was quoting stuff from Lost in Space, Monty Python. Um, so uh, I got to go with the uh, pop culture references. Uh, vote for pop culture references and Gary. Um, the great thing about the pop culture references, um, and one of the great things about Crisis character is the fact that those kinds of things never get old. You would expect that, uh, that, that those, uh, those, you know, him constantly referring to other, you know, works and other, you know, nerdy stuff would, would get old. And it never really does. I think they always come up with something, some fun way of, of him to phrase things, or they, they come at surprising times. Um, so I really love uh, John Crichton's um, uh, pop culture references. But uh, Common God Grace's persuasive boob sweat is... Um, Okay, this is literally okay. Just, just forget about about whether this is on a show. But if I came up to you and said, "Okay, I've got this story about uh, a, a woman who can make you do whatever she wants by rubbing her boobs on you," <laughs> that is probably that is probably the dorkiest thing ever invented. That is that is that is about as nerdy as it gets. So I'm going to have to go for uh, uh, Commandant Grace's boob sweat. <laughs> uh, vote for Commandant Grace's boob sweat. And actually, uh, that actually is generally how it works. If a girl rubs her boobs on you, you can, she can pretty much get you to do yeah, all that. That depends on the girl. You know, boob sweat. depends on the girl. <laughs> but it is all tied up. If she looked like Commandant Grace. Mike Ortiz, which one do you think takes the win? Well, this is actually kind of funny because if you look at the bracket, it does say... Um, Commandant Grace's boob sweat. Now, when this was submitted, it did say, uh, I guess, persuasive boob sweat. Um, and uh, when I, I shortened it when I was making the brackets just for room, but I didn't realize that's what it said. I thought it said pervasive. <laughs> so I thought, wow, Either somebody, one works. Is somebody's boob sweating a lot in the show? Um, and since I really yeah, like actually, there's constant boobs, sweat on those boobs. Then yes. uh, I will vote for sweaty boobs. 
Yeah, I, I knew Mike was going to vote for sweaty boobs, and I was going to vote for sweaty boobs. Uh, I, I just uh, think there was a little bit more uh, persuasive in the argument. You guys really have to not argue for the thing you're not going to vote for. It doesn't help your cause. It, boob sweat is moving on. On to our next fo- fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. Uh, it is Dominar. I don't know how to say that. Uh, Rigel Farts. Oh Dominar, Rigel. He is fights, a Dominar of action. Fight, uh, farts Helium versus Pilot, the character. Uh, okay. Um, on the same logic I use on, with Claudia Black, I, I, I really, I, I can't, I can't see Pilot as best of Farscape because there's no Rigel bracket, there's no Cheyenne bracket, there's no Dargo bracket, there's, and you, yeah, there's no John Crichton bracket. So I'm gonna go ahead and just pretend that the Pilot isn't here because Dominar Rigel Farts Helium is pretty damned awesome. I gotta say, the poor little man, he gets shoved up in some like little like tight hole and he's hiding with another character and he's scared but he's pretending to be brave and then all of a sudden you hear it you hear that little whistle come out of his backside wherever it is and then everybody starts speaking in a really high voice and it's really really fucking funny so I'm going to go ahead and go with Dominar Rigel Farts Helium because it's pretty fucking awesome uh, vote for Fart and Helium Pete um, yeah, I have to second that. That uh, was quite an amusing uh, turn of events that I wasn't expecting the first time happened. And uh, it was, uh, hey, fart jokes are always funny. So uh, farting he- helium. Another vote for the farts. Gary. Uh, you know, I, I do think um, Pilot is one of my favorite characters uh, on on in science fiction in general. I think he's an awesome character. I love his uh, earnestness, uh, but I also love that he's not uh, childish or childlike in any way. I like that his earnestness is also um, uh, tempered and weathered by experience. Uh, and you can even, even um, when he's being earnest, uh, he can also be contemptuous and he can be uh, many things and he's an amazing character and I love him um, but I already um, voted against another of, of um, Rigel's bodily functions and I think that one of his bodily functions should move on uh, so I'm going to go with Domino Rigel Farts Helium actually the nitroglycerin wasn't a, wasn't technically a bodily function it was an accident because of that herb they ate Pissing is a bodily function, dude. It is a bodily yeah, function, but it, was but it a wasn't mixture a mixture of of the tannin root and his would own. Would it have happened? Would it have happened chemistry. if he weren't pissing? No, because everyone else <laughs> yes, who ate it didn't piss nitroglycerin. Ooh, his sweat was also explosive. But another vote for the farting and Kathy. Um. Uh, <sighs> Rigel farting helium. Is one of those things where, when, when I first was first watching the show, the first season, he started farting helium. I thought it was hilarious. And when describing the show to other people, that was one of the things that you know always came up. That I would always say, yeah. And one of the characters, he farts helium. It's funny. Um, and and that's just one of the things about Farscape is that it's ridiculous. He farts helium. That's ridiculous. Chemically. 
That's silly. It's ridiculous. But in Farscape, you ignore the logic of these things. And you just think, oh, well, I'm sure they could explain it if they wanted to. But they don't really give a shit. So they're not going to explain it. Uh, just like um, the frunium drive that runs the ships. It's a frunium drive. We're not going to explain it. Um, so that's great. But Pilot is like one of my favorite characters. And the reason that other characters aren't on the list is because they don't stand out enough to have been nominated. Pilot stands out both as a, uh, a creation of Jim Henson's Creature Shop that is so brilliant and as a character as written and as voiced by, amazingly enough, the same guy who plays Crace. Um, and you never would have known if somebody didn't tell you. And still, I didn't believe it until I saw the actor actually do it right in front of me, do the do the um, pilot voice. Um, and he's such a an amazingly nuanced character and a puppet at the same time. I I just think they did an amazing job with him. He's a, he's a miracle of modern television. So I have to go with Pilot. Vote for Pilot, but farts move on. <laughs> and, and what's <laughs> great about that is in the next round, it's boob, right, boob sweat versus helium farts. So I, I kind of like that. And that's a very Farscape thing. <laughs> on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. Aaron accepts John's proposal before crystallization, incineration, whichever it is. Versus to be continued. Don't know what that means. Oh, well, the crystallization was incredible. I have to say, <clears throat> who picked to be continued? To be continued, parentheses, cliffhangers is what I put. Okay. Um, that's what I thought you meant. So I just wanted to, because I, I wanted to make sure that there wasn't an episode I missed called to be continued or something. I was like, is that an episode <laughs> name or something? Um, I have to go with to be continued because I have to say some of the cliffhangers um, on that show, they, they always found a way to top themselves and it always seemed really fucked up. And in a way it was kind of like watching uh, an old serial. You watch, it's like you watch the thing and then you're like, how the hell are they going to get out of this one? You know, and then you see the next episode and oh, the guy jumped out before the thing, the car went over the cliff. So I got to go with to be continued. A vote for to be continued, Gary. Um, I think that uh, Farscape probably has the best cliffhangers of any show that's ever been made, they, and they keep topping themselves, especially the season-ending cliffhangers. I think that that they just come up with that whatever you think is supposed to happen on a television show, they just they just step on its neck and and tame that sucker. And uh, and so uh, I I just um, I'm going to vote for Aaron accepts John's marriage proposal before being incinerated because it's the last cliffhanger and it's the best one by far and um, and it, it it's uh, it the 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 I believe it was uh, uh, Aristotle or somebody who uh, who uh, delineated the difference between uh, comedy and a and a and tragedy and comedy ends in marriage and tragedy ends in death and well as far as we know even though of course we find out later that they didn't actually die or that they could be brought back or whatever you get all of that at once you have the ultimate you know uh, conclusion which is what the show had been building up to from the beginning this. Uh, 
you know, this marriage, this, uh, you know, this union between these two individuals finally coming to fruition. And then at that moment when it should be, everybody should be at their happiest, the whole thing is ripped away from us. Uh, they're, you know, destroyed right in front of our eyes. They literally fall to pieces. They get shot to hell by some random spaceship of, of some alien race that we haven't even freaking seen before. And... The, the most amazing thing about it is that, yes, even though it was actually filmed before they even knew the show was canceled, that was all, folks. Uh, you know, they didn't know they were getting a miniseries yet. That was, they filmed that thinking they were getting season five, and then, oh, sorry, we're canceling your show. And so that's it. You get comedy and tragedy right at the end there uh, in probably the most spectacular and sublime fashion. And, uh, and I think the best cliffhanger trumps the averaging out of all the cliffhangers. So I'm going to go with uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron accepts uh, John's proposal before they are incinerated. That's a mouthful. Uh, Kathy. Uh, I think that the cliffhangers are something that it, it's one of those things that defines Farscape is cliffhangers. Uh, the swear words, uh, the ridiculousness of things like uh, uh, Rigel farting helium and crazes boob sweat. Uh, the cliffhangers are something that you know started in the first season um, that really just blew our minds, just blew us away. Oh my God! There's Crichton and Dargo floating in space without helmets. Dargo's got no helmet. Uh, John's got hardly any air. They're Dargo's got 15 minutes or he's dead. Uh, Aaron can't get to them. Nobody else knows they're flying. They're, John is they're bronze. <laughs> um, and that's that's the first cliffhanger. And from there, they just they just get more and more crazy. Um, and the fact that they had been canceled, that this was how they were going to end the season. They were going to end with the the marriage proposal and then the crystallization and put to be continued. Then they got canceled and they had an option post-production plus an ending to give us a happy ending and just have them uh, be engaged. Everything happy ending. She's pregnant. They're having a baby. They're getting married. Everything's happy. It's a beautiful spot. Let's end the series there. No, it's let's end the series in a very far game way. And let's end with the words to be continued. Let's do something really sprawled up to these people and put to be continued on. It didn't matter what they did. The idea of putting the to be continued on there and making the ending a cliffhanger. I adored that. I loved that it ended on a cliffhanger. At that point, I no longer wanted any more Farscape because that was a perfect ending. I loved it. It ripped my heart out. Um, so I'm going to vote for cliffhangers. Uh, vote for it to be <laughs> I continued. Tell what you were doing. Neither could I. Uh, Jared. Uh, I would love to vote for to be continued, but after Kathy's incredibly articulate uh, argument regarding um, the the very end of Farscape, but it didn't um, matter what that. I'm gonna go was. ahead and go with that particular <laughs> moment because, like Kathy, I'm completely impressed that that's how they decided to end the show. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with that one. 
Aaron accepts John's proposal before incinerated. It is tied up. I thought the idea of ending on a cliffhanger was much more important than what cliffhanger they ended on. I I, I understand that. But but, but still, it's up against the exact cliffhanger. (laughs) I know, it's unfair. (laughs) It's so hard. Well, it it, it is and it isn't. Um, It's kind of, it's kind of, cliffhangers are fun things. And it's, it's not about actually the cliffhanger. It's about whether or not you come back and pull it off. It's about how you finish the cliffhanger because they, they fail all the time and most people don't talk about those because it happens all the time. Most shows have cliffhangers before the fucking commercial and then, and then it comes back and it's like, oh, well, that was a, kind of a shitty cliffhanger. But if you're telling me that Farscape was able to do it over and over and over again and be able to, to have a, a great way to come back from a cliffhanger, which is what counts then I have to vote for the to-be-continued because it's about the coming back from the, the cliffhanger. There is no coming back from the cliffhanger the, with, with Aaron accepting John's proposal because it's the end of the show. So uh, I'm going to vote for to-be-continued, and to-be-continued is moving on. And we are last fight of the first round. This is a long first round. Uh, <laughs> Gary, this one is yours. It is passionate. <laughs> it is John discovers Harvey is real. Versus Aaron and John. Um, you know, uh, I could watch Ben Browder and Claudia Black just do that all day. Uh, just do their thing. Just be on screen together all day. Um, and John discovers Harvey's real is a great moment because he probably discovered it at the same time the writers did. <laughs> because they didn't really invent that character to be real. He was just supposed to be a weird hallucination in the crazy episode. And uh, and so, uh, so yeah, they were sitting around in their, in, the, in their little room, you know, trying to figure out what to do. They're like, hey, what if that crazy hallucination was actually a real person? And uh, not only a real person, but a real person that exists inside his head. How the fuck you wrap your mind around that? It's awesome. But uh, Aaron and John, all day, I could just keep watching them. So, Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John. Kathy. Um, yeah, uh, discovering that Harvey was real was a cool, oh, oh my God moment of, you know, where are they going to go with this? Um, but through the entire series, Aaron and John, their relationship was I, I, I don't want to say it was the only thing that kept me watching um, but it was the ultimate thing that, that you knew was going to happen that had to that had to play out and played out so beautifully and they just did a really good job with it and Claudia Black and Ben Browder had such chemistry and you know Claudia Black was so and amazing she's just perfect um yeah, let me wipe my drill. Um, I, I gotta say, Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John. Jared. Okay, well, I, I, I submitted John Discovers Harvey's Real to this uh, to this contest. Um, I think that this particular moment is a fantastic Farscape moment. And uh, I'm gonna try to be brief in this. 
You just kind of imagine the uh, most uh, fucked up uh, Star Trek episode that involves a mind probe ever, where like they go into the character's mind and they're going to try to find something or trick him into revealing something and the like or whatever. And then all of a sudden, say, you know, Captain Picard's enemy, say Q shows up there, right? And he's all like, no, Captain Picard, don't go through that door. That's where the enemy is. Come this way. It's like, but wait, you're my enemy. It's like, no, wait, I'm, I'm protecting you. It was amazing because the Harvey, the the Scorpius he was seeing in his own mind was protecting him from another enemy. And that that's just what I wanted this moment to sort of communicate. And that's why I thought it was so awesome. But I'm like my colleagues here. Uh, think about the Aaron and John thing. Uh, Aaron and John works. It works really well. Um, Malin and Nara doesn't work for me. Um, the, the Starbuck Apollo thing. I could give a shit. Um, the Aaron and John thing is probably the first on-screen sci-fi romance that actually, yeah, Worf and Deanna, that didn't work. Aaron and John, that works. It works so extremely well. Um, I'm going to vote for it. A vote for Aaron and John and Pete. Um, yeah, this is an easy one. I'm not going to go with a long uh, <clears throat> debate. Uh, Aaron and John. And Aaron and John take the win, and we will be back right after this, maybe. We're here with Terrace Cassidy of Geek Nation Tours. Uh, Terrace, tell us a little something about Geek Nation Tours. So I, I build tours around geeky destinations and, and things. So, uh, for instance, we're going to Gen Con in August. Uh, we did Las Vegas uh, Star Trek convention. Uh, we've done San Diego Comic Con before. Uh, we're doing Emerald City Comic Con this year, and uh, we do miniature wargaming in the, in in the UK. So, and Eschenspiel in Germany, we're planning to go to, and even historical stuff like Gettysburg. So, we do the, like a whole gambit of 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 geeky stuff. We're even thinking about a, a a Lego tour actually. So, so all things geeky, we we go to geeky destinations. So you just set up the whole uh, the whole like tour package. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, cool. like uh, Emerald City is a good example. So, for for instance, we'll uh, we go to explore the area first. Like, we'll go to Golden Age collectibles, and we'll go to the to uh, um, you know Pike Street Market and Boeing and and some uh, Future of Flight, uh, uh, um, the History of Flight Museum, and do a whole bunch of stuff around. Of course, the the Experience Music Project and Science Fiction Museum. And then, and then we go to uh, the convention too. So, yeah, we try to explore the area and do some stuff. And yeah, it's a great, awesome time. <laughs> Check out Geek Nation Tours. Let them, send me an email at headgeekgeeknationtours dot com, and we do all things geeky. And, and if there's something that we don't do, let us know. But uh, uh, check us out and, and send us uh, just a note. Tell us what if we're if we're doing anything that you love. Thanks a lot, Terrace. Uh, it- don't forget, check out Geek Nation Tours at geeknationtours.com. Uh, they've got lots of cool tours going on. Uh, if, you, if you're planning on going to Seattle and other places, they've got cool things to do. The, the Vegas Con, and I think he's trying to work things out with uh, New York Comic Con and C2E2. So uh, if you're planning on doing stuff there, that's what you do. Bitches. We are back doing what we do every single gold darn... Every single frelin week, huh? How about that? 
I'm voting against Weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'm not listening to Geek Fights anymore. That's fine. <laughs> we don't need you. Fuck you. Anyway, we are back. Do what we do every week. Coming at you with Geek Cred. Uh, Kathy, go ahead and start off your Farscape Geek Cred. Oh, uh, I started uh, the Detroit Scapers Yahoo group that uh, threw parties and conventions and tried to save the show. Um, and was a member of Chicago Scapers and eventually took that over. We threw bunches of parties. Uh, I went to ScaperCon. I went to the Farscape Convention in Burbank. I am such a Farscape geek. I have all the action figures. Um, I'm wearing the t-shirt. And I am drinking out of the Farscape shot glass. So that's my Farscape cred. Oh, when you say took over, was that some sort of like a forcible thing? Did you move <laughs> in and... Whack some people and say, "This no, is my group that, now." <laughs> it wasn't that fun. No, no. The the original leaders stepped down and said, "Hey, you want to take it over?" I said, "Okay." <laughs> Mine's Nuts. better. Yeah, well, it's I know. They're tired of this trend, <laughs> Kathy. Uh, yeah, Jared. they moved on to World of Warcraft. <laughs> Jared, what is your geek cred, sir? Uh, my geek cred on this particular episode is that I have some um, um, tweets. I uh, let Twitter know that they needed to let me know what uh, they wanted to see happen in Best of Farscape. And uh, I've got a little list here. Um, let's say that um, one of them is the puppets with the real people was a choice. And uh, wormholes, which we didn't talk about. The Aurora chair was also mentioned, which we didn't talk about. Scorpius, of course, uh, we didn't talk about really. Harvey, we've we've done to death, so Harvey's here. That's good. Twitter likes Harvey. Um, Dime Dichotomy, which you know is an episode title, which is uh, very clever. Um, Two Crichtons, which uh, didn't get enough love this show, but was mentioned on Twitter. And Unrealized Realities and Kansas being the final thing from Twitter. And yeah, I just made sure that Twitter could weigh in on this. That's geek cred this particular episode. Mr. Pete Lucas. Uh, well, I was a member of uh, Save Farscape, uh, obviously. Um, and just a big, uh, big fan of Farscape. Um, I don't know what I can say other than that, aside from my Farscape geek cred. And I've got like a ton of the shirts. <laughs> Selling them on uh, Dion's Playground. No. <laughs> no, no, those are mine. <laughs> and Gary. Um, my geek cred for Best of Farscape is that um, I consider myself to be um, uh, a very sane and highly rational individual. But um, regardless of that, I'm still convinced that somehow Claudia Black is going to marry me. <laughs> That's my geek cred. <laughs> so she's gonna marry me. <laughs> Is she gonna no, marry you? What state she's in, Kathy? We're talking about intoxication there. Anyway, we are moving on, jumping back into fights. And remember, I will say this one more time: Do not talk about the thing you're not going to vote for because <laughs> it will sway me if there's a tie. We're jumping back in, Kathy. This fight is yours. It is Chiana was John's first. Versus Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Once again, I love the moment. I, yeah, um, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for it. But I do love the moment where 
Chiana introduces herself to the young uh, John Crichton in Kansas and says, you know, my name's Chiana. She, she, he doesn't hear her. And she said, he says, Karen Shaw. And, and that, that's just a great moment. Um, and I've used the name Karen Shaw as an alias on different websites. So I, I think it's cool. But the overriding excellentness that is Farscape would not have been possible if it were not for the Jim Henson shop. Um, that they were responsible for one of my favorite characters, Pilot, who lost in the last round. Um, and they're just brilliant. So, Jim Henson. A vote for Henson. Jared. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that um, Chiana was John's first is, is my choice in this particular venture. Um, mostly because um, the fact that Jim Henson's Creature Shop, no Creature Shop, no Farscape, that kind of geek logic always just annoys me. So I'm just going to say Chiana was John's first. A vote for Chiana was John's first. Pete. I got to say, there, there would be Farscape without Jim Henson's Creature Shop, possibly, but they kicked it up a notch. Pete. Um, yeah, I have to go with the uh, undeniable greatness that is Jim Henson's Creature Shop. I think uh, that was a, a great moment, and I'm not sure which one it was, but uh, the Creature Shop uh, surpasses that, I believe. A vote for the Creature Shop and Gary. Um, I love both of these things, and um, but it, I really... Um, I, I don't really want either one of them to win, so I'm just going to vote for Shiana was John's first so that there's a tie so somebody else has to decide. And that somebody else will be Mike Ortiz if he was paying attention. I was paying attention. Um, but uh, it's actually tough because uh, none of them were swaying me that much. But uh, I think I will go for... Uh, Chiana was John's first. Um, nice. A vote for Chiana I mean, was John's first. I'll always vote for fucking. <laughs> or, what is, oh, I'm not even going to say it. Don't say freling. <laughs> Don't say freling. I, I will freling kill you if you say freling, you freling asshole. Or what's the, what's the word for asshole in Farscape Ease? Fuck that shit. Eat my hole. Oh, my God. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew you knew it. Anyway, Chiana with John's first is moving on. We are on to our next fight. And I love how you said Pilot didn't make it through. Pilot did make it through. Pilot finds Aaron finds out that Aaron murdered Moya's original pilot versus Scapers. And Jared, that one is yours. Uh, um... Okay, I, I am relatively new to the whole Farscape scenario. I, I didn't uh, get into the show until probably about four months ago, and I got aggressively into it at that time. And I, I love it. I love it to death. Um, but I couldn't consider myself a scaper. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't even heard that word until these brackets were being built. I was like, oh, that's what they call themselves, I guess, scapers. Okay, so there's that. And uh, I just got to put scapers along with trekkies and trekkers and in any of it all fandom i mean it's like a, this this crazy beast it's like one doesn't exist without the other it's like the fans feed you know the thing and the thing created the fans the chicken and the egg and uh i don't know fans sometimes take it to such a level that i just start to go wait wait stop 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 just let it create let it be and like uh, they'll get opinionated and they'll start yelling about oh no that's wrong and that's all crazy and, and they really screwed up everything and 
And so, you know, I'm going to trust Farscape as Farscape is. I'm going to say Pilot finds Aaron murdered by his pilot. That was what created Scapers. So I'm going to go with Pilot finds Aaron murdered. I'll vote for some pilot stuff. Pete. Um, yeah, I got to stick with my first pick uh, and go with Scapers. I'll vote for Scapers. Gary. Um, again, I like that um, Scapers exist. I like that, that people uh, are keeping the show alive, but it's not what I like about the show. I would still love the show even if there were no Scapers. So um, what I love about the show is exactly what things like pilot finding out that Aaron murdered Moy's original pilot or why I love this show. I don't love this show because there are, you know, rabid fans out there. So I'm going to go with pilot finds uh, out that Aaron murdered Moy's pilot. I'll vote for pilot again. Kathy. Uh, when the show was canceled and I started being active in the skater community and found all these people out there, it, it did intensify my feelings for the show. It, being able to share it with a bunch of people I mean like just doing this tonight just reminds me how much I love Farscape it just it makes me love it even more just talking about it with other people who appreciate it and appreciate these moments and these people and it's it, it's amazing to have a community like that and the Scaper community was so amazing um, in its efforts to try and save the show um and I, I found some really good friends there, um, including Pete. Uh, so I'm going to go for Scapers. Uh, vote for Scapers. <clears throat> Very compelling argument for Scapers here. It's all tied up. Um, Can I uh, invoke a geek precedent? Oh, go right ahead, Mike. Um, no Scapers. No Geek Fights Best of, of uh, Farscape episode. Yeah, I don't like that one. I'm, I'm, I'm vetoing that president. <laughs> I'm vetoing it, and I'm actually going to invoke the uh, Jared and Gary both bash the other thing. See, that's one of those things that you guys haven't been doing until now. They're like, scapers are okay, they're cool, but I like this moment better. And I'm gonna go. I I I, I am going to go with Pilot uh, on that uh, on that alone. Just because they bashed the other thing. That was kind of brilliant, guys. And Pilot finds, finds out Aaron murdered Moya's original pilot. Is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. It is Moya, the living ship, versus Pilot's arm getting ripped off. Look at that. So much Pilot. Pete, that one is yours. Okay, it's Pilot's arm getting ripped off versus what? Moya. Moya. Ooh. Um... All right, on this one, I feel I have to go for the moment, even though I love the ship. So I have to go with uh, Pilot's Arm getting ripped off. Uh, vote for Pilot's Arm being ripped off. Gary? Um, this is a fight between... Um, okay, the first time that I learned that Moya was a living ship, I thought, wow, that's a really cool idea. That's awesome. I love that. Um, when the other characters removed pilot's arm against his will i went holy shit did that actually happen and i'm gonna have to go with holy shit did that actually happen uh over that's kind of cool so they ripped off pilot's arm oh vote for they ripped off pilot's arm what was that in the background i could hear music to a show that i know that's weird uh <laughs> kathy 
as, as much as I loved Moya, um, yeah, that was a holy shit moment. And it was the moment that got me completely addicted to the show. So I'm going to have to vote for They Ripped Off Pilot's Arm, too. A vote for They Ripped Off Pilot's Arm. Jared, is it a clean sweep? Oh, man. You guys have made it so easy. I mean, I was struggling with this, but the way that the vote's been going, hell yeah, I'm going to vote for They Ripped Off Pilot's Arm. And they ripped off Pilot's arm is moving on through. Um, we, we are on to our next fight. Uh, Gary, this one is yours. It is Harvey himself versus the DRDs. Fuck. Uh, I love the DRDs. I love 1812. I'm pissed off that the microbes didn't go through because um, unlike what other people said, they, yes, on one hand, they were the reason why we, the audience, are hearing things in English, but the cool thing about the translator microbes is that that doesn't necessarily mean all of the characters are hearing everything in English, and they make that clear on several occasions. There are many things that these people say to each other that we hear in English that they can't comprehend, and I think that's a really cool idea, uh, because it, 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 it Wait, takes into account... Wait, what is that with this fight? God damn it has everything to do with this fight. It, it, it takes into account... Uh, the fact that translation does not uh, always work, so I am voting for Harvey. A vote for Harvey. Okay. Slicker <laughs> <laughs> and snot. Uh, my translator microbes must have translated that wrong. Um, uh, I, I love DRDs too, but there is no contest with Harvey. Harvey is the most brilliant character. Um, the, the, the most brilliant device uh, to move the story along, he's he's funny, he's frightening, he's uh, amazing and horrible. Uh, he freaking killed Aaron. Uh, he he's a great character. He killed John. For Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> a vote for Harvey, Jared. Um. Harvey, of course, is is fantastic. I mean, this this guy, it, it it's it's a Scorpius ego kind of bizarreness, but it's not really Scorpius, but it's so Scorpius. And his costume is even like Scorpius light. It's just oh, I, guy's awesome. Guy's awesome. But I gotta say a little bit of love for these DRDs. These little guys. I mean, they're little. They're yellow. They got little wheels. They don't talk. Um, they 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 might chirp. And uh, the DRDs are always in the case. DRDs are always getting shit done. And yeah, a crazy John Crichton might even grab one of his DRDs and paint it all kinds of wild colors and nickname it 1812 and whistle and hum. And the, and the thing will whistle and hum with him. And it brings so much to the table. I love the DRDs. And, and I'm not even convinced I'm all that satisfied with how Harvey ended up. But the DRDs have never let me down, so I'm going to go with the DRDs this round. Uh, vote for the DRDs. Pete? Um, <clears throat> well, since I have a, a DRD sitting on my desk, uh, I'll go with the DRDs. Uh, vote for the DRDs. You, you are not talking into your microphone. It is all tied up. Uh, Harvey versus DRDs. Uh, round one. People, uh, Harvey got a clean sweep. The people love the fuck out of Harvey, but but DRD's got a lot of love too. Um, 
ERDs are robots, and robots robots are always cooler. Oh shit, dude! You, you really is a neural clone. I mean, it's a little tiny robot. Careful. <laughs> I'm just saying, careful, because I might use Geek Spite, and I really don't want to. Like, <laughs> and and you said robots or robots, and I hate that word. <laughs> like that. If this was a real geek fight, a normal geek fight, I would be voting for Harvey just for that. But I am going to be voting for Harvey, though. I I, I still am, because the Harvey love was just a little bit more than the DRD love, because couldn't help talking about Harvey. So Harvey is moving on through into the next round. The DRDs are not, because they're not R2-D2, or better than R2-D2. And we are on to our next fight. It is Shiana Bang's uh, Diargo Sun versus the Wimmerfarscape. Kathy, that one is yours. Um, Shiana Banging Jaffe. Uh, you know, that was a, a what-the-fuck moment, but I never liked it. I never liked the idea that Shiana would really do that. I... It was. It was. Of I, course, I, Shanna would do that. I went with it because I know she's a slut, and I know she was young, and this was her solution to her dilemma. Oh my god! I, 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 I don't want to settle down. I'm such a slut. Um. So let me bang his son. I thought. She had reached a point where she could have, uh, where where she had matured beyond solving her problem. Because like she's that. hanging around Dargo. <laughs> no. Because she was healing uh, a drunk. family relationship with the whole crew, and you- she was she was dealing with Dargo on an adult level until that moment. Uh, so I, I'm going to vote against that against that moment and vote for the awesome women of Farscape including Gianna but just not in that moment <laughs> uh, vote for the women of Farscape Jared uh, I'm going to vote for Gianna Bangs Dargo's son uh, vote for Gianna Banging Dargo's son Pete uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Gianna Aaron and Zan uh, vote for the women of Farscape. Uh, Gary. Um, you know, uh, I love the women of Farscape. It just seems kind of a generic thing to me. And, and I just, I like, I like the specific thing. And I, and I, I really loved Chiana in that moment, even though I hated her. I loved the fact that her character made that choice uh, because um, that's the choice that she would make. That's exactly where she would go. Not because she's a slut, but because... Um, but because she, um, she is the kind of person who sabotages herself. And those characters to me are much more interesting than, uh, characters who always make the right choices or the choices that you would agree with. And, uh, I think it makes her a much deeper character. I make her a much more interesting character. It makes her a character that, um, uh, that, that, uh, that, you know, um, that is, is willing to hate herself for all the same reasons that you would hate her. And, uh, I just find that so much more fascinating than this generic sort of women of Farscape, you know, kind of thing. It's that's a t-shirt. I, I don't, I don't, I don't vote for t-shirts. So I, Gianna Banks, Dargo's son. 
I don't think Women of Farscape is generic. It's what it's one of the things that sets Farscape apart from other shows, including other sci-fi shows. That there's a Women of Star Trek. Yeah, they're not the same. They, See, but there's a Women of Andromeda. The the the, the problem with this, it's all tied up, as you probably could tell, is that from an outsider's point of view, there has been nothing said here about collectively the women of Farscape that sets them apart, other than saying they're different. Like, uh, okay, how are they different? I, I, I don't understand that they're different at all, because they aren't different than the women of Star Trek to me, or the women of Star Wars, or the women of any other science fiction the show. Women of Andromeda. Like, the women of Andromeda. The women of Star Trek don't make this those mistakes that like Chiana makes they they like the mistake you voted against <laughs> yeah it's still <laughs> well, something that sets Farscape apart I exactly exactly but it, it, that moment is the thing that sets it apart and it's it is one of the women doing it but it's that moment not the, there are all, so many other better moments with other <laughs> but why are they on the list characters <laughs> I am breaking the tie Okay, what is it? It's the women of Farscape. You're a dick. You're going to break it with women of Farscape. I would, I, I would almost overrule you on that one because I don't think they proved their case with women of Farscape. I think they did. Why? By saying women of Farscape are cool? Like that, because Mike one has, is just has a pictures moment. up on his screen and he's... That's probably what it is. He's looking at the women of Farscape. <laughs> no, because I think too many moments are moving on in this geek fight. All right, Mike Spite coming through, and the women of Farscape are moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is John Crichton, bronzed and decapitated, versus Crackers Don't Matter. Or you, Crackers Don't Matter, because I prefer it that way. Oh, man. This, 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 this is absolutely... Uh, this is some hardcore... Um, Farscape, which is now on Blu-ray, by the way, and I have my own unopened package waiting for my television to watch on a Blu-ray player, but have it all the same. Can't wait to look at both of these things. And uh, right now, I'm just going to have to go with uh, Crackers Don't Matter because, because this episode is so infinitely brilliant. I believe it was included on the io9 best single episodes list of science fiction shows and uh they nominated an episode for you know all these sci-fi shows you didn't watch and they're like well if you could just see one this would be the best one crackers don't matter was their pick it's my pick when i think back on the show because it rocks in all kinds of ways i've visited a couple times and i gotta say it's just brilliant even though the other is also brilliant, but I'm not saying it specifically because I want to sway any tiebreakers. <laughs> a vote for crackers don't matter. Uh, Pete. Um, are you talking, Pete? Because you said um, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah, I was thinking. Think um, out loud. <laughs> all right, we have crackers don't matter. And it's up again. John Crichton, bronzed and decapitated. Oh. See, it was a good episode, but 
I really wasn't expecting him to be bronzed and decapitated. And that little, uh, as was mentioned earlier, the little FU where he flips the peace sign as he's uh, being bronzed and decapitated. <laughs> I love that moment. I got to go with John Crichton, bronzed and decapitated. Uh, vote for Crichton there. Uh, Gary. Um, well, John Crichton, bronzed and decapitated, uh, beat Claudia Black in the last round. And uh, Claudia Black beats Claudia Black losing in the last round. So Claudia Black. <laughs> All right. A vote for Claudia Black and Kathy. Uh, um, crackers don't matter. Like like you said, that, that's one of the, that's the episode that they picked for if you're going to introduce somebody to, to a show they didn't watch the first time around. That's the episode to do it. And I have done that. I have introduced people to Farscape with Crackers Don't Matter, and I have watched that episode over and over and over again, and I've watched other episodes of Farscape over and over and over again, and some of them I can't watch anymore because I'm so sick of them. But Because China banged Dargo's kid? Uh, let it go. Um, <laughs> so I've got to say Crackers Don't Matter because it's it's really a perfect episode from beginning to end, and it has so many moments in itself it, it, within the episode that they they all a, a few of them I think do beat John Crichton bronzed and decapitated and crackers don't matter takes the win and we are on to our next fight Pete this one is yours it is coming out grazes boob sweat pers persuasive or pers whatever uh, boob sweat versus helium farts. Rigel helium farting. Um. Yeah, I didn't really care for Graza. I got to go with the helium farts. A uh, vote for helium farts, Gary. Um, helium farts are fun. Um, farting is always fun. Uh, but um, I want to rub my face and comment on Graza's boobs and do whatever she says. So. Uh, <laughs> Common and Grizz's uh, persuasive boob sweat. Boob sweat gets a vote. Kathy. I I enjoyed Rigel farting helium. It was it was funny. It made for some funny moment, moments. But uh, Grizz's boob sweat was uh, dramatic. It, it made more of an impact. It wasn't a happy impact. It was a oh I hate that bitch impact. I she used. Even when she used it on Braca, I felt so sorry for Braca. And when she used it on John, I was like, Aaron has to kill that bitch. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe she just raped John. She just raped our hero. What a horrible, horrible woman. And that boob sweat is, was the device that made it possible. And as much as I hated it, I loved hating it. So boob sweat. Uh, vote for boob sweat and Jared. Oh man, as as much as I love the boob sweat, I gotta say that little man on his little hover throne, skidding away and letting one go. Oh no, it's so cute, it's so funny, it's so wrong, and it's usually followed by some very high pitched laughter from other characters as well as high pitched hushes. I gotta go with down when Rigel farts helium. It's just Kept paying off for days. A vote for helium farts. It is all tied up. Boob sweats or helium fart. Ah. 
I kind of like the hero being raped. <laughs> the kind of, they talk about that over and over again. It's kind of awesome. But um, and, and I don't. Uh, nothing you guys have said has uh, made me think that helium farts are cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, farts I, are I always funny. Farts are funny. And I talking I, on helium is funny. Uh, it can be, but sometimes it's usually annoying. Yeah. And you know, I liked farts when I was a child, but I couldn't care less about boobs. And when I'm an old man, I probably, I mean, even now my interest in boobs is waning, but I still love farts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, good logic, but, uh, I ate a whole bunch of, uh, raisin bran last night and I'm still paying for that. And it's not helium farts. Uh, I'm going to go with boob sweat on this one. I, I, I I just enjoy that whole concept a little bit more, the, especially the way you guys describe it as, oh, she rubs her already awesome boobs on you, and then you, uh, then you want, she, it makes you want to have sex with her. Like, wait, what? Why is that a bad thing? I, I'm not yet to hear she why it's a bad Google thing. Google those boobs and make sure that's uh, good stuff. Because she's a horrible, evil woman. Most are. Oh, they. Are. Uh, <laughs> but boob sweat is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. It is the cliffhangers versus Aaron and John. Um, uh, it should be hard because, again, the cliffhangers were so awesome. All of them just amazing. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, I could watch Aaron and John mowing the lawn. Um, Picking their noses, yeah. I just that I anything that they're doing, I could watch. So I'm going with them, Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John, Kathy. This the love, love story between Aaron and John was what made it great. Was that they first respected each other. And, and got to know each other and became friends. And they went ahead and got sex out of the way. They went ahead and have, had sex. It was the relationship was, that was the important thing. I hate when TV shows are all, will they or won't they, will they or won't they, for years and years and years. And they went ahead and did it in the first season. But that wasn't the point. It wasn't sex. It was a relationship. It was a, can we make this work forever relationship and you knew in the end that they would and you were rooting for them the whole time and it was just a wonderful relationship and Farscape's cliffhangers set it apart from other shows but the thing that that uh, from beginning to end was just beautiful and part of that what made you uh, nervous at cliffhangers was the relationship between Aaron and John so, so that wins uh, vote for Aaron and John. Jared. To be continued. And we're back. Aaron and John. <laughs> <laughs> and is it a clean sweep, Pete? Um, yeah, I got to go with Aaron and John. And Aaron and John win in a clean sweep. Uh, this next fight is for a spot in the final four. Uh, it was, uh, Chiana was John's first versus pilot finds out that Aaron murdered pilots, uh, uh, Moya's original pilot. 
and uh, Kathy. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Yeah, one's a funny moment and one's a really sad moment. Um, they were both strong moments. Uh, it's, I think I'm going to have to go with the deeper emotional sad moment and, and go with uh, Pilot finding out that Aaron murdered the original pilot. Uh, vote for pilot murder. Uh, Jared. Oh, man, that, that is a really fantastic thing. When you're watching the show, um, you know, you're seeing Pilot and Pilot speaking, but Pilot isn't speaking like Pilot. Pilot has like this strange other voice, like this feminine voice. And you realize as the Pilot's being destroyed that you're watching some kind of crazy flashback. And then you realize that Pilot is just finding this out for himself. <laughs> And basically seeing the, the genesis, I guess, of, of Moya and, and Pilot's origin and how Pilot was forced to be part of Moya, all of that is, is immensely powerful. And as much as I enjoy Karen Shaw, um, I'm just going to have to go with, yeah, Pilot. Oh, vote for Pilot murder. Uh, Pete. <sighs> pilot versus uh, Chiana, huh? Uh, I gotta go for a pilot. More pilot murder. And Gary, is it a clean sweep? Um, well, you know, I think uh, Chiana being John's first was a little cooler than it's been depicted here. I mean, it was a nice little character moment for both of them. Um, it was a nice, fun, little nerdy, titillating moment for us, you know, viewers as well. But I, I think there's something that hasn't been mentioned yet is that, um, you know, uh, uh, Kathy mentioned that the that the, the moment of Pilot finding Aaron, uh, finding out that Aaron murdered Moy's original pilot was a sad moment. It was, I, I think it, it, it all that ignores the fact that it was also a really terrifying moment because Pilot's rage is probably one of the one of the scariest things that that they've ever done on that show. I mean, he really, really, really blows his top to the point that you just don't. I mean, it just looks like the whole thing is going to fall apart. And uh, and that's the kind of moment that happens on Farscape that doesn't happen enough on other shows. Other shows aren't willing to go there, and uh, and so it's 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 too amazing a moment not to vote for. So, pilot. Finding out Aaron murdered Moya's original pilot. And pilot murder into the final four. On to our next fight, Jared. This one is yours. More pilot. It is pilot's arm being ripped off versus Harvey. Oh, man. Now, they ripping off pilot's arm was the moment that made me sit up in my chair and go, wait a minute, I'm watching something pretty damn cool here. Um, versus um, the concept of, of Harvey, which which I already said in the last round didn't quite end up in a, in a way that I particularly enjoyed. And I feel like the the longer Harvey went, um, the the stranger he got, and maybe not as 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 awesome as he was when he was first introduced. Harvey Harvey actually, the more I think about, is is probably one of the the, the parts of, of Farscape that developed the the least. To become one of my least favorite aspects, I guess, because it, it there, there's a there's a noticeable bend in in the quality of Harvey time, but that one moment where they they go for Pilot's arm that that sets up the show, 
I think uh, the philosophy of the show, uh, the 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 lengths that they'll go for the show. I mean, those 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 limits were never surpassed. I mean, Farscape could continue now and 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 still go go further out there, um, based around that that moment um, as sort of a, a a model for what's acceptable drama on this show. So I'm going to go ahead and go for they ripped off Pilot's arm, even though I do love Harvey, even though he did let me down. Um, they ripped off Pilot's arm. Uh, vote for they ripped off Pilot's arm. Pete. Um, we're at Harvey versus Pilot's arm. Yepers. Wow. Um, I think I got to go with uh, Harvey. I thought the I thought Pilot's arm was a great moment, but. Uh, Harvey was just uh, re- such a great recurring character, uh, so vote, to speak. A uh, vote for Harvey, Gary. Uh, I, you know, they ripped off Pilot's arm is is a great moment. It's definitely a set up in your chair moment. It definitely sets the show apart from other shows. Uh, but uh, Harvey is really it's a character that's actually kind of easy to explain. But the more you talk about Harvey and how Harvey operates in the in in the show and in the individual stories and the relationship that develops uh, between him and John, um, there's just there's just way more to talk about. I mean, this uh, you could I, I don't I, I don't know. I, it's it's sometimes hard to wrap my mind around what Harvey means to that show. And, and if, 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 if it's, if it's that hard, if it's, if it's that easy to talk about and that hard to articulate, I think that that that's just something that's too awesome. So Harvey, a vote for Harvey and Kathy. And yeah, I, Harvey, I, I loved him from beginning to end. Um, I I always loved him as a device, as a character, as something that moved the story and something that uh, illustrated what was going on in John's head, uh, the craziness of the way John thinks. Um, I I just love Harvey, so I I gotta go with Harvey. And a vote for Harvey, and Harvey's into the final four. And I will say, had it been a tie. Uh, Gary had swayed me. Swayed me to Harvey on that one. Uh, but it doesn't matter because Harvey's moving through. And we are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It's the Women of Star... Uh, sorry. I was going to say Stargate because I always do that. Uh, women of Farscape versus You Crackers Don't Matter. Ooh. The Women versus Crackers Don't Matter. Um... I got him into the final four, so uh, I'm going to have to go with Crackers Don't Matter. That was a really good episode. Uh, vote for Crackers Don't Matter. Uh, Gary? Um, again, I'm just going to vote for the phrase here and say that the phrase Crackers Don't Matter should go on. So, Crackers Don't Matter. Uh, another vote for Crackers Don't Matter. Kathy? And I got to throw a vote to the women of Farscape because... Um, let me see. Um, 
they're not as individuals um, really in the finals now. Um, and I, I really, I wish I could articulate what sets them apart from other. I mean, they're the women of Star Trek are strong and intelligent. The the women of Farscape are strong and intelligent, yet fragile, and they do stupid things. They're human, even if they're not human. Um, and they're just... Um, they're, they're more complex than any other female characters on other shows that I can think of. Um, so I, I have to vote for the women of Farscape. I'll vote for the women of Farscape. And Jared... I'm going to be voting for Crackers Don't Matter. And it's easy as that. Crackers Don't Matter. Final four. Uh, Gary, for the last spot in the final four, which is it? Boob Sweat or Aaron and John? It's so hard for me to vote against boobs, but Aaron has boobs. Uh, and even though we don't uh, necess- she doesn't necessarily use them uh, to secrete uh, 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 you know an oil that convinces people to do her will, um, she can pretty much get anybody to do what she wants. So um, and also Erin uh, is played by Claudia Black, and you're pairing her up with John Crichton, who's awesome as one John Crichton, but there are two of them. So there's like three things here that are better than one thing. So three against one wins, and uh, Aaron and John are moving on. It's three against two. <laughs> two, two boobs. <laughs> well, actually, it's three Nerds. against three because it's two boobs and they're sweat. But um, Aaron and John gets a vote. Uh, Kathy? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to argue this. Aaron and John. Uh, that's how you argue it, Aaron and John. Uh, Jared. Um, I I'm telling you guys, this this Aaron and John relationship is better than in any of these other uh, sci-fi uh, male female relationships that that you can name on on one hand. The thing is earned. The thing is rad. It breaks your heart when it can't happen, and it swells you with ecstasy when it can happen. And you actually don't mind if they're actually going to go off and have a kid somewhere. It doesn't come off as annoying or weird. It seems kind of natural. So, Aaron and John. Another vote for Aaron and John. And Pete, is it a clean sweep? I got to go with Aaron and John. And boob sweat goes down. And Aaron and John move on. We've got a final four. We've got pilot finding finds out that Aaron murdered a pilot's original. Oh, sorry, Moya's original pilot versus Harvey. We've got crackers don't matter versus Aaron and John and Kathy. You get pilot murder versus Harvey. Uh, I've got to go with Harvey. Harvey is awesome. Harvey is cool. Harvey is funny. Harvey is evil and good and everything. Love Harvey. Uh, vote for Harvey, Jared. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Harvey right here. I mean, as awesome as the moment is, it's uh, the Harvey thing is pretty awesome. Even though it wasn't 100 percent for me all the time, but I'm coming around. 
Uh, vote for Harvey. Pete. Um, make that other one for Harvey. More Harvey love. Gary, is it a clean sweep to send Harvey into the finals? Well, um, the clean sweep isn't going to send Harvey into the finals. He's going there anyway. But, um, but to send him off, uh, no, I'm going to vote for Pilot finds uh, that, that Aaron murdered Moy's Pilot because I'm going to invoke the Damon has trouble saying it rule and vote for anything that Damon has trouble saying. Harvey takes the win. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I, I, Harvey. I changed my vote. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, it, it would be great if, if it was us spite voting. That would have very quickly changed it to Pilot Finds Aaron Murdered Amoya's original pilot. Yeah, I have to stop because I'm watching uh, the movie that I love that I've watched like six times now, which is In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. I just can't stop watching it. It's on right now. But Harvey moves on into the finals. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Crackers Don't Matter versus Aaron and John. Oh. Aaron and John is is a beautiful thing, and I and I think I've articulated very much about it. But I'm telling Aaron and John right now that crackers don't matter. Crackers don't matter. The phrase. Crackers don't matter. Gets a vote. Pete. Um. Yeah. First of all, how the hell can you be watching that movie? I wanted to get my two dollars back when I saw it at the dollar show. This is the sixth time I've watched it, and I can't wait to watch part two. Hey, remember, Damon's the one who suggested House of a Thousand Corpses to us, Pete. No, I, I thought that was a DVD Pete. coming for Geek Christmas. Oh, that was Damon. <laughs> Damon suggested that to yeah, us? Yeah, I yes. love that movie. You owe He's me two bucks for that for damn that, movie. That's anyway, I want back for that hour and a half movie. Anyway, <laughs> Crackers what? Don't Matter versus Aaron and John. Pete. Aaron and John. Thank you. Gary? Um, Claudia Black, Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John. Kathy. And the thing that has really come to the forefront about Aaron and John's relationship is that it appeals to the men and the women. It, it's not too disgusting, disgustingly romantic for the guys, and it's, it's not too... I don't know what for the girls. I mean, it, it works for everybody. It's it's a great relationship. Aaron and John. And Aaron and John are in the finals. We've got Harvey versus Aaron and John. There are two of them in the finals. Pete, which way are you voting on that one? Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John. Uh, Gary. Hmm. Okay. Harvey. Um. I. You know. I, I, somebody mentioned earlier that that that. Okay. Well, Harvey is a neural clone of Scorpius. And 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 Har and Harvey's and the reason for Harvey's existence is to get information for Scorpius. But um, very quickly, uh, once you realize, you know, Harvey even says, I think, right up front, that he's he's not Scorpius, and it becomes the. I think there are even instances in which Harvey saves John 
from Scorpius. It actually prevents Scorpius from from achieving his goals. And and the the, the but it still wants. Again, uh, sometimes it's really hard to articulate what's going on with this character because it's pretty amazing because he still does want what Scorpius wants. And uh, I don't know, there's so much brilliant story happens because of Harvey. But, um, but I'm going to go with Aaron and John because I think, like, like Kathy said, um, uh, you know, it, I, they're just, um, they're not too sappy, they're not too gooey, they're not too weird. Um, they, they're never boring. Um, they're always uh, fun and exciting and, uh, and dramatic and, um, and they're just, that, that's, that's what kept me going with this show. So it's got to be Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John. Uh, Kathy. One of the most heartbreaking moments and great pieces of drama in Farscape has to do with all three of them. It has to do when Harvey kills Aaron through John. And John has to live with the the idea that he couldn't stop Harvey from doing it. That was, you know, what is it? Was his love not strong enough to go, get through that? Was Harvey just too powerful? What the hell is going on with Harvey? And the, the reason that that was so heartbreaking, though, was the relationship between Aaron and John and and knowing that, that you know, like like the little kid in, in uh, The Princess Bride, she can't be dead. You read that wrong. <laughs> um it's because of the romantic relationship. It's because of Aaron and John and their love for each other. That's so powerful and it's so dramatic. It's so beautiful. It 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 is the best thing about Farscape. Aaron and John. Uh, vote for Aaron and John and Jared. Oh well, well Kathy was touching on it, um, but I was going to mention uh, that that this uh, is a physical fight and this has actually happened on the show. And um, only Harvey's walked away from it. I mean, Harvey's killed Aaron and Harvey's killed John. Luckily, there were two of them at the time. Um, but Harvey has successfully bested both of them. But has he bested them both together? Um, I'm going to go ahead and vote for John and Aaron because it is an earned relationship. I mean, that's the thing is, is the cleverness of having two John Crichtons is one gets a chance to die for her while the other one is still pining for attention from her. And that whole mess makes a whole lot of sci-fi sense and it's beautiful and it's awesome. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and vote it forward. Aaron and John. There is no forward. It's the end. Aaron and John in a clean sweep is the best thing that's, Farscape has to offer. I almost said Star Stargate again. I don't know why I do that. I think it's because they're very similar. Uh, what do you call that? Syntax. They fit together well. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you still are, if you made it past round one, check out Backlot D for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDGeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? 
Look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. If you like audio commentaries, check out Solus Minions of Orthodoxy at solusminions.lipson.com. Brian and I have a show. We do commentaries on Batman the Animated Series. You can check us out at Into the Batcave or Into the Thatlipson.com. Anyway, uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being on our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And of course, Mr. Formby over there for the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Kathy? Uh, Chicago SF. Uh, it's Chicago-SF.org. We get together once a month in downtown Chicago and have a good time. Rock! Jared? Uh, reading all that stuff, Damon, faster doesn't make the show any shorter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I was just, I was just, <laughs> uh, no, I've got, uh, the only thing I want to plug right now is, is this coffee house we're in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's called Cups. And um, we were so loud in the first round that we got shushed by the owner. <laughs> so we, we are shushed geeks. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lucas. Um, if you're in the uh, Metro Detroit area and you're interested in science fiction, you might want to uh, look us up on meetup.com and check out Fables and Reflections Book Club. We get together uh, monthly and discuss science fiction books. And Gary. Um, no, I think uh, I'm with Jared. I want to pitch cups. It's a great place. Uh, sorry that we were so loud. Um, that's it. Loud talking about Farscape. That's awesome. Mike? Did you fall off the call, Mike? Did you fall asleep? Please oh, don't tell me we, we just been... Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just watching Hellboy. Um, when I'm not watching yeah. Hellboy, you can find me on these Odd Complex podcasts where we talk about comic books and the Weekend Geek video show where we talk about comic books. Uh, you can find us at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, past episodes, and more. Uh, don't forget to rate review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. Uh, that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Uh, and, and actually, right now, because this is episode 80, so we're now going to start planning episode 100, which is trying to have everybody that's ever been on a geek fight on geek fights again for episode 100. That's what we're, we're trying to do. Uh, it's going to be best geek fight. Um, we're going to start putting that together now. So please contact us and say, hey, I was on an episode, or hey, I said something to you guys six months ago about an episode you should do. Can I be on now for just a couple fights? And that's what it would be. Just a couple fights. Yes, you can. Uh, our upcoming fights next week. Uh, well, we haven't done a Doctor Who episode yet. We didn't do a Farscape. No, we did Farscape. Now we're doing Doctor Who. So next week is Doctor Who. After that is Best Apocalypse. Uh, thanks again for listening. Until next time. Uh, keep fighting the geek fight. Have a happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. All that jazz. And Good. can I get a hell yeah? No. No. You can go frell yeah. yourself. You can go frell yourself. Good right? night. Did I frell? <laughs> Did I use that right?
Okay, that is the weirdest. There's somebody peeing in front of the mic. What were you? Are you just pouring I'm, yourself a drink? I'm pouring a glass of water. Yeah, well, it, it sounded like you went hello, and then just started peeing. <laughs> this is what I think of Fire Escape. Ah. <laughs> no, no I'd, I'd save that for the episode. Well, obviously, this is going to be in the bloopers. 